Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to this special episode with the Circle of Joy Award winner, Joshua Hawk. I hope that I'm pronouncing that, that right. Uh, he's perfect. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, he's a family therapist, a radio host, a drummer, a runner, and a mental health advocate. And uh, he's been doing some amazing things, even though I at least think he's, he's so young. I, I, I don't know how he's been able to, to do his radio show, show for the last uh, 15 years. Like it's, how, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's quite an honor to, um, you know, get this recognition for, for just doing something that I, I thought was, you know, just something good to do. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. By the way, how many days are you in, are you? Um, I believe when I checked yesterday and I didn't, do my journal today yet but i will be i think i was at 402 possibly 403 um, oh some, my god somewhere around there amazing amazing wow so uh, we'll we'll talk about that um a little later in in uh, this interview but first i want to get to know you better and for our listeners to get to know you better so you're a family therapist uh you're an advocate of um, mental health. Tell us more about what you're doing, what you're passionate about. Sure. I think I should start by talking about what led me to the field. Um, I always struggled with anxiety throughout my whole life. Um, it, it was manageable as a kid, but definitely was there every day. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think I'm 33 now and mental health wasn't, you know, it, it's, always been getting better, but we're still nowhere near where it needs to be. So as a kid, I didn't have a lot of outlets or understanding or, or help with it as much as, you know, my family tried. It's just, I don't think the resources were out there. And mm -hmm. when I was in college, um, for my undergrad, I I'm trying to think it would, it was 10 years ago this year, actually. Um, the one night I had gone to the movies and when I had left the movies and I was walking home, um, me and four of my friends got jumped by 10 gang members that were doing a oh gang initiation. And I will tell you this, the town I live in is a very nice, quiet town. It was actually voted um, 87th best town in America to live in. So there's not a lot of violent crime here. Um, mm -hmm. But what happened was a, a gang from uh, the city came down and they were doing an initiation for one of the young members. And they were told to basically attack, rob, beat, who knows what else to someone. Oh, um, my God. So two of my friends got away. Um, me and another friend, we, we got attacked. Um, and the only reason I think I'm still here is a police officer happened to be driving up the street and saw it happen. Um, so that whole process of it was the the physical injuries i suffered were nothing compared to the emotional injuries i suffered mm -hmm. going through the court process going through all of that stuff it was it was horrendous um and ironically i was in college for criminal justice at the time i wanted to work in the court system wow and 
<clears throat> actually going through the court system myself um, in America, it's not not ideal. Um, a lot of times the the victims are treated just as bad as as the criminal. So hmm. this went on for about a year. And to make a long story short, I basically had a nervous breakdown from the trial and all of that stuff that occurred. Um, it was just a lot. And I ended up in the hospital uh, twice, I think, over it um, just because I, you know, I wasn't functioning. I had to drop out of school. I had to drop off. I had to quit my job. It was just very hard. I, I was having panic attacks all the time. Um, so that went on for about a year. And, you know, within a year, I was able to kind of figure out a plan for myself to get back on track. Um, and it wasn't just the traditional route of therapy and medicine or anything like that. I just, you know, I started running. I started things that I was passionate about. I started doing and it ultimately I ended up getting my degree and then I ended up getting my master's um, from a university around here two years after that. And instead of working in criminal justice, I ended up going the route of um, working in mental health as a therapist. And that is what led me to that. And it's been very helpful because the children I work with, the ones that are anxious, I can really relate to that. So I've been able yeah. to have an impact on them on a real level instead of just, you know, telling them kind of, for me personally, I don't think you should work in mental health unless you've been there, unless you can know what it's like to walk in those shoes. And, um, you know, that, and then as far as my mental health advocacy, um, you know, I kind of kept my story quiet. The people close to me knew what I went through 10 years ago. Um, but I, you know, was very quiet about it. I kept it quiet professionally. And in the last year, I just, I lost two friends to suicide in the last, um, four years. Oh and the second one was this year. And I just thought, you know what, um, you know, in mental health in America, we always talk about removing the stigma, which I think we're doing a good job about because we're starting to realize that everyone's impacted by this. Mm -hmm. Um, but we got to, you know, I think remove the isolation piece. That's my big thing. Um, and I've never really heard anyone say that, but that's kind of been my mission the last year. And it all kind of culminated back in October around the time that you guys nominated me for, you know, being on this podcast and, and for the gratitude uh, journal um, where I ended up telling my story in front of 3000 people in my community at a suicide awareness walk. And I was approached by um, an individual who is high up in NAMI, which is a mental health advocacy group in the area um, to, to work with them and share my story. And, and the crazy thing is, I know it's only been about a month. Um, it's just opened so many doors, um, wow. in the last month yeah. and it, it's helped healed me. Um, so I think that, I mean, that in a nutshell, I could talk for hours about it, but in a nutshell, that's kind of my story of why I'm working in mental health as well as advocating in my free time and sharing my story. I love it. I love it. And I think your story is such, such a powerful way of, of dealing with these kinds of situations because you were just in the wrong place at the wrong, wrong time. And, uh, you, you chose to do something amazing from that experience. Of course, it, I'm sure for you, it wasn't easy at all. And you had to go through many, many things that only you can really grasp, only you can understand. But the beautiful part about this is that 
you're doing something positive with it and um, also having the experiences with your friends led you to to talk about mental health and I would love for you to share with us that perspective by the way because I I hope that the gratitude podcast can be an outlet of for you to to uh, raise your voice to to um, to talk about what your perspective is on this well i think i can sum it up with one kind of random story but again it i believe in synchronicity i think things happen for a reason and i think they're often you know coming at you fast and quick and you got to be aware of it um but i i think the one thing that really summed it up for me um and it's just all weird timing i started the pod or i started writing in the journal um the gratitude journal um I believe it was in September of 2017. I had joined a church um, two years ago, mm-hmm. and I I grew up going to church. I, um, you know, definitely uh, spiritual, religious, but I I don't like organized religion for the most part. I think there's too much um, hate. I think there's too much money um, focus. You know, for the various mm-hmm. reasons that people don't like organized religion. I I felt a lot of those things and. I found a church in our community that's actually been in our community for uh, over a hundred years um, easily. And they've really changed the message. The message is very simple and it's something, whether you believe in God or not, um, I think it's just the message is peace and love and acceptance. And that's really mm-hmm. it. Um, it's very simple and it's not about um, being better than anyone or, or taking advantage of anyone or keeping people away because their skin color is different or whatever. Exactly. Um, and it's just been a very positive message. So I've, I've really learned a lot there. It's helped me grow. It's helped me become more comfortable in my story. So my pastor at a, during his sermon, um, in September, 2017 had talked about, um, this, this journal, you know, the, the gratitude journal. And I went home, downloaded the app, and I started writing in it. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this for one year and see what it does for me. Wow. Just going to see what it does. And I did it for a year. And, you know, I, I wrote in it every day. I The only time I missed a day um, was because my grandfather died. And I just honestly mm. was so overwhelmed. I didn't even think of it. Um, but other than that, I, I stuck with it. And, you know, I'd post anything from pictures of my animals to, um, which are a big, you know, healing part of my life to mm-hmm. pictures of my family, to pictures of things that I'm passionate about, whether it's concerts I go to or the running I do. But I also touched on, you know, every couple weeks about, you know, my recovery and mental health and stuff. And, you know, I have a, a decent amount of followers on there. Um, and, and people often write really nice things. Um, mm-hmm. and it kept me kind of motivated. And, you know, once I hit that year mark, I was debating, like, I'm, I'm just honestly so busy right now. I'm, you know, I just have so much going on. I'm planning a wedding, um, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, maybe I'll take a break from this for a bit. And the day I thought about that, um, I had posted a picture of my, I think it was my dog. Um, and this one woman who was so kind commented and said, you know, I'm, I'm in a nursing home. I can't have animals here. And going on here and looking at your animals every day, you know, really, really brightens my day. It's something I look forward to. And I was like, Uh oh, my gosh, I'm like, I can't stop doing this because now (laughs) 
there's people that are kind enough to read my posts that I'm actually making their life better. And it's really taking five, 10 minutes out of my day to do it. So I, I think I will continue to do this as long as I'm able. Um, but that really stuck with me. And then ironically, the next day talking about synchronicity is when I got the email about doing this podcast and that I was nominated oh my as God. the person of the month for October. So I was like, well, yeah, I guess I'm not going to stop doing this. That's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't know th this part. And I think it's incredible. Like it's, it's these things that, that make you think that there is somehow higher power and mm -hmm. that, that actually loves you and wants the best for you. And it's, it's amazing. Like I, I, I get tingly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do too. And, you know, now I've actually, we've, exchanged phone numbers and i actually you know text with the, the woman that's in the nursing home she's very kind um so i i'm not gonna use wow. her name but shout out to her she's very nice and i, I <laughs> wish her a very happy holiday since we're having thanksgiving here uh, this week yeah that that's that's amazing like wow <laughs> Beautiful. And it, it's really uh, great that you anticipated my question. Like I, I was curious how you got started and um, it, it's, it's such a beautiful story and congratulations for your, for keeping your commitment. And by the way, how were you able to do this? Because you, like you said, you are a busy person. You have lots of things to do. And still, you somehow found the time to to do this. How how do you manage? When do you do it? Um, I can make a little joke about myself here, I guess. <clears throat> I definitely um, am very uh, OCD, a little obsessive compulsive. So, <laughs> um, and then that's actually it's a good trait of mine. I don't think it's a negative. It's just I'm very on top of certain things. And being mm -hmm. honest with you, I have a little folder in my phone that I there's certain apps that whether it's work email or this gratitude app and there's a couple things in there that I make sure to check daily and go on um, for various reasons. And that's one of the things in my folder to make sure I'm, I'm taking a look at every day and, and spending some time on. Wow. That's, a, that's actually a really good idea because instead of uh, having like many, many apps and things on your phone, you have some of them organized right and you know that you you look at them each day right yep that that's Absolutely. a really good tip that's a really good tip and how do you get into the state of actually doing this because okay you you have them close this is very important because when we we have them like at our fingertips we uh we do it much much easier but how do you get into the state like when you get go into the app what happens um, on the inside you know, at first I really had to think about it. And I think, you know, if I go back to the sermon my pastor had given, you know, he talked about, he, he used reference. He found a story somewhere about a woman that had used the app and, um, you know, she had the goal of doing it for a year, I believe, or something similar to it. It may not have been that app exactly, but something similar. And that, you know, at first she was really struggling to think of things she was grateful for. And, you know, if you think about it, doing it over 365 days, it's 365 days of different things, um, which is a lot. And I think yeah. our culture and society move so quick, it's hard to notice the stuff or, you know, we might take grant for granted some things. And I know I have. 
Um, so I think it's just it's easy now because it's been able to slow me down. You know, I I run every day. That's something that I'm also very committed to. I uh, I have not missed a day of running in over two thousand two hundred days. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, um, that's just something I do. But quite often when I go on my runs, I will use that time to kind of de-stress and reflect and whether that's just looking at the nature and the scenery or the animals outside or thinking about my day um you know that's kind of my time and then traditionally i'll usually go to the app you know at some point after that and you know kind of write about what i'm reflecting on or what i'm grateful for or if i took a photo that day of something that's meaningful to me um so that's kind of how i do that Mm, I think I think a very good tip that we can take out of this is that when we are doing something with our body, like running or, I don't know, yoga or other things that uh, puts our energy in motion, I think this can actually help us uh, with finding new things to, to be grateful for and to, um, to want to express it. In to write it down to to share it on the community in uh, the gratitude app. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I think that's that's a really really good uh, moment to start to to do to do that and to um, keep that habit going. Also, uh, another thing that uh, I know from a, psycho- a psychological point of view is that. Whenever we um, add to a na- to a habit that we already have, like if we brush our teeth in the morning, if we add something to that, it's much uh, more probable for us to do it mm-hmm. rather than actually create a whole new habit that you can't actually find the time for. So, right. yeah, I, I think this these are really good um, ideas, and your example is really good for. For all of our listeners one of the things that i was taught you know when i was in the hospital 10 years ago was um you know i was really not in a good place um i just had zero motivation and i was living in fear and panic attacks all the time and it was hard to find anything good about any day at that point being honest um one of the things my mom actually told me was at the end of the day um try to write down five things that you were proud of yourself for doing that day, um, which was mm-hmm. a challenge at the time. But I still do, I mentally do it before bed now. Like, and it takes a minute, you know, I just kind of, even to this day, 10 years later, I just kind of reflect and think of five things that I accomplished during the day that, you know, weren't, you know, the typical, but that I'm happy that I got done or, you know, uh, was able to work through or, or push through adversity. This is very powerful too. Like I, we, we have a tendency to focus on the things that we didn't do. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I did so many things today, but hmm, I forgot to do that. Or maybe I need to do this early in the morning or yep. I have to, all kinds of things. And yeah, this is this is really powerful, and uh, and it's a great way of closing the day, of uh, making sure that instead of thinking of ourselves that we didn't do enough, 
that we actually did some some pretty good things uh, with our day and it's it's really important because we do this every day mm-hmm. usually so yeah. yeah but uh josh let us know if you want of course what you wrote these these 400 days like uh, what are some things of course that you want to share um that that you put down on on the gratitude journal well when i use the the gratitude journal i fill out the journal entry which obviously you know that's that's the private section of the app um but then mm-hmm. i you know always made sure to post a photo to the community feed daily as well with something um, and like I said already about the community feed, you know, my pictures range from just a funny picture of my animals to, you know, something, you know, like when I uh, spoke at the, the mental health walk, I posted my story with that. So, I mean, that was, you know, something big and kind of heavier. So my my photos just kind of ranged. Um, I didn't want to be serious all the time <clears throat> and I wanted to kind of have some fun with it. As far as my journal entries go, you know, I think just always keeping a focus on being grateful for the things in your life, whether that's family, friends, animals, work, um, you know, in my case, things that I'm passionate about, the ability to run, ability to do my radio show, um, that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I think it's just, and it just makes sense. It's the gratitude app, but I think just gearing everything towards removing maybe yourself from it, but being thankful for the things that are in your life that, you know, you don't necessarily have to, buy or pay for or, um you know the things that are just there because you you know we're lucky enough to have them in your life exactly exactly the thing is that we get used to stuff we mm-hmm. get used to the good things that we that we have and it's it's part of how our our brain works and it's okay but indeed this is very helpful to to remind ourselves of the, the things that we have in our life and that are working. Uh, one resource that I that I recommend uh, from the podcast is uh, at one point I created 100 gratitude reminders. Like if our listeners don't have ideas on what they could write in their gratitude journal, there are 100 ideas that they can find on the podcast just search for gratitude reminders it's a really useful resource there are short episodes i think the maximum is around five minutes or maybe eight a few but usually they are very short and they just help you uh, find those things that you can write um, about and i think it can be and i know that it's been very useful for for many people but uh, getting back to Josh, um, I'm really happy that we we got this uh, time to, to spend to, together and to talk about gratitude and about your experience. And I'm really curious, how do you feel this experience changed you? Like who, who you were uh, at day one and who you are now at day 400 plus? Well, I think it's, you know, it's been a lot of things. It's, I've had some really good support, some really good people added to my life in the last few years. Um, this app, you know, a, a number of positive things, finding my church, um, 
and I think just all of that kind of, again, the synchronicity coming together and, you know, I, I've been healed from what happened to me 10 years ago for, for a while, but I don't know that I was channeling it to help others. And now, now I am, and I, I feel good about that. Um, I feel that's the next part of my recovery because I don't think recovery ever ends. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's big and, you know, doing this, this journal and, and a couple other things in my life just has given me an opportunity to be more open because um, my fiance, Emily, we've, we've been together for five years and we're getting married next year. Um, she's, Congrats. <laughs> thank you. Um, she's been wonderful. Um, absolutely wonderful. The, the healthiest relationship I've ever had um, with anyone in my life. And she, it's funny and you know, I can make fun of myself again, hear about it. Yeah. I'm a therapist at work, but I'll tell you what, I don't like talking about my own stuff because um, just my, my upbringing with my grandparents. And, you know, I know this is a worldwide podcast, but I grew up in what in Pennsylvania they call a Pennsylvania Dutch family and the Pennsylvania Dutch family, they're not from Holland. Um, it means it's, it's German ancestry. And for some odd reason in Pennsylvania, they called it Pennsylvania Dutch. It's German <laughs> ancestry and, and the traditional going back, you know, 100, 200, 300 years, the men um, didn't talk about their feelings and they, you know, their job was to bring money and food home and take care of their family and the women traditionally, you know, handled everything. And my parents didn't raise me like that, but my my grandparents, and I, I love them to death. I mean, they, they've passed now, but I spent a lot of time with them as a kid. So I was never really taught as a child how to talk about feelings personally. Mm -hmm. So I, I can be a real good therapist and help other people. But when it comes to me, I like to handle things in-house. I don't like to worry people and talk about my issues or what I'm struggling with. But doing this app and, you know, you know, being involved in my church and some other things, I've finally been able to get a lot better with opening up to the people around me, asking for help, um, knowing that I don't have all the answers. And um, it's definitely really not that it was we never really had any issues. Like I said, we've had a great relationship, but it's definitely really improved our communication. I think that's the biggest thing that it's done personally for me in my mm -hmm. you know, life with the people in my life. Um, but it's also, you know, open doors too. I, um, like I said, after I shared my story, um, at that suicide walk, um, a few weeks ago, I've had other doors open up. I'm now, um, I'm, I'm a very big hockey fan and, um, the NHL has the Philadelphia Flyers, which are about an hour from, from us, but they, their, their farm team, the team directly below them, um, five years ago got put in the city right next to me, which is about, 10 minutes from my house. Mm. So I, I have season tickets there and we love it. Wow. It's, become, <laughs> it's become a whole new family for us. And it's become, that's my therapy at the end of the week. But through that, um, we got involved in their charity work and, um, my fiance and I are now coaches for their first year of their sled hockey team, which started two weeks ago. And the sled hockey team mm -hmm. is children that are disabled, um, either physically or, um, are on the spectrum um, with autism. So there it's actually, you know, it's, it's an incredible opportunity. These kids, you know, don't have a lot of outlets in our community and they're amazing athletes and families. And the, the phantoms are completely paying for these kids to do it. We're coaching as volunteers and they get to play on the ice that the professionals play on every, every <laughs> Tuesday. 
So it's been an amazing opportunity. You know, we're only two weeks in. This is the first time they're doing it. Um, but, you know, this is the start of something really awesome. And it's Emily and I have looked at each other and said, you know, it's it's hard. I think there's so many opportunities to give back to the community. But I think to actually find the thing that really means the most to you is difficult for some people. Mm -hmm. um, but this is something to me that's just fun. And it's, you know, I love uh, talking about my story and stuff, but you know, this to me is just fun. It's just, we're helping kids learn a sport and have an opportunity that they would not have had um, if it wasn't for the nice people at the the Philadelphia Flyers and the the, uh, the Leah Valley Phantoms and, and the Phantoms Charities. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, it's stuff like that, that I don't know if I wouldn't have done this app, this app or some of these other things that I would be doing any of this today. Wow, this is this is amazing and this is, such a beautiful example of how how things connect and how the fact that we we stay more in, in this in this positive state of appreciation other things come to us or yeah they actually came to you like physically yeah <laughs> yeah it's just so, it's cool. so odd how that works yeah that that's amazing that's amazing and i love the part about um uh the, the feelings and i i totally agree like i think we uh we're not taught to uh to value emotional richness and depth and uh whenever we we get to do that it's so much more um fulfilling like in general everything that we experience we experience through that filter and if as men we are we are taught to be like to, to not have any kind of emotions yep. um we unfortunately we miss on that and it's it's an important part of life because when we think back what do we remember we remember usually experiences and feelings and these kinds of things yep. and yeah i i think it's it's so important and i i am really thankful that you that you spoke about this and you were so open because i'm sure that many many of our listeners are are men and uh, they are on a similar journey and um, i'm sure that they will be inspired by by your by your example and um by your story and how how you got to to where you are today and i think this is this is very powerful thank you good so uh we are nearing the end of our time together and the last question that i would love to ask you is who in your life you're grateful for um i, I had a feeling you were going to ask me this and i think <laughs> <clears throat> there's a lot of people um a lot of people and it's just it'd be too hard to name anyone specifically mm -hmm. but i think there's a handful of people that in this very moment are making my life easier and giving me support and i'm giving them support um so i think if i had to at this moment it would be my parents um because you know they unconditionally love me and stuck with me through all these ups and downs and um you know they're they're seeing me get to a point where you know, I, I think they want me to be as, as parents, you know, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then um, my, obviously, Emily, you know, um, she's 
been fantastic partner. Um, my animals, um, Mr. Tuck, who is my <laughs> tuxedo cat, who wears clothing. And if you go on my uh, on my journal, he is on there, and it's it's hilarious because he he's a actually wears clothing, and you don't normally <laughs> see cats that do that. Um, our, we rescued um, a, a beagle from Tennessee last year, Emily and I, um, that mm. was displaced by flooding. So she's been wonderful. And our other cat, Tommy, that we just kind of found under our shed the one day, um, <laughs> really, in general, my animals helped heal me. And going back to 10 years ago when that all happened to me, that's when I got Mr. Tuck, my cat. And being honest with you, I would not be here today if I didn't get him. He was the only reason for me in my darkest time to even get up in the morning because I knew I had to feed him. Um, wow. If I didn't have him, my friend was kind enough to give him to me. Um, and if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be here today. And that's just flat out honest. Um, but mm-hmm. he, you know, hope comes in little packages sometimes. And he's 13 mm-hmm. now. So, you know, I don't know how much longer he'll have. And I hope it's a long time. But, you know, I hope he knows what he's done for me, even though we can't <laughs> talk to each other in a way that you and I could. Yeah. Um, and then I think just, you know, my pastor as well, um, Pastor Paul at St. John's UCC in Emmaus, Pennsylvania, um, for teaching me that not all orga- organized religion is about money and hate and uh, being exclusive. Uh, I think he's really given me an opportunity to uh, restore my faith in things as well as um, just be grateful. I mean... I attend his church every week, and he's uh, a a little bit about me growing up. I very much grew up in the punk rock music community, and I still very much love that that music and part of that lifestyle. So conforming wasn't always the easiest for me as a kid. (laughs) Um, But the fact that I can go to an old church in this area that a lot of older members still belong to and be accepted and not judged and just be me and go for the right reason, which is very simply just helping others. That's the message of the church. Just help other people. It doesn't matter who they are, what their religion, sex, anything is. Um, So I I think I owe a lot of this to to meeting Pastor Paul and and his friendship and and guidance at at the church. Um, But I think, you know, between my parents, Emily, the animals and Pastor Paul and Emily's family, um, Don, uh, Barb, Chris, um, they've been wonderful. And, you know, between all of them, I've really had a lot of fantastic support and memories and, and hopefully many more to come. This is wonderful. And I, I could totally feel your, your gratitude and how much you're, you're appreciating everyone in your life. And that that's really inspiring. And I'm hoping that it got through to, to our listeners as well. So, Thank you so much for for being so generous and so um, open and for everything. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. 